Star Wars sessions. Probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. The Star Wars sessions podcast. Part that he loves a good Star Wars session. Absolute legends of Star Wars sessions. This is the way. This is the way. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Hudson and Luke Bly. This is when fun begins. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the galaxy, and welcome to Star Wars Sessions. Come for the Star Wars, mm, stay for the sessions. My name is Matt Hudson, aka Jabba the Hud, and joining me as ever here in the cockpit of the Essex Falcon, he's the greatest Star Wars man, fan, and buddy out there, the Baron of Basildon, Luke Bly, Master Blywalker. How are you, sir? Oi, oi, Savaloy. Matty boy, I'm a lot better than last week. Yeah, so. <laughs> I've got my microphone, I'm back home, and I'm at the end of a cold, as opposed to being at the start of a cold, you know? So, yeah. very two very different situations we've got going on. Uh, but all in all, Matty boy, I'm pretty spicy. How on earth are you, and how is your Star Warsy life at this very moment? I am doing very well, my friend. I am um, the other side of knackered. Been a busy weekend and a busy start to the week, but I am... As ever, always happy to jump aboard the Falcon and talk some Star Wars. Uh, shout out to Deray UK and Star Wars Books for sending over the latest book, Star Wars Visions, Ronan, a Star Wars novel by Emma Miko Candon that turned up uh, this week. Cannot wait to dive into that, especially as we're still riding the wave of SW Visions, mate. So, uh, no, I'm very well and I'm very excited to talk some Star Wars. But how on earth are you, my friend? You said you're getting over the cold. That aside... How's life? Yeah, mate, getting over the cold, and I can't even lie. It's like we've got a busy couple weeks ahead, not only yeah. for sessions, but like generally in life. And yeah. I'm really, I'm happy about that because hopefully that 29th of December book of Boba Fett date will come a bit closer. Yes. You know, quickly, it'll, yep. it'll, it'll It'll feel like it's getting a bit closer to Book of Boba Fett. Like, I'm really, really excited about that. But also, I'm like, oh, man, I wish it was a bit sooner. But, you know, neither here nor there. What's keeping me going right now, mate, boy, is that we are entering, like, Comic-Con season. Yes. You know, and, and as well, to add to that, I think Weekend Just Gone was New York Comic-Con. It was, just yes. seeing seeing that was just great. Just seeing all of the people going there, the cosplayers, the panels. It it, it it's got me in the mood for Comic Con. So we are going. It's next week now, isn't it? It is next week. We're going to be at MCM London. Pretty Comic-Con. much, mate. I mean, yeah, literally next week. Yeah, yeah, mate. I am absolutely buzzing for that. And we get to meet up. We get to grab some sausage rolls and throw them at Mark Newbold. We've said we're going to do this. No, 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 no. I'm going to I'm going to press Newbold up against the wall. I'm going to get me sausage roll out and I'm going to bash him around with it. <laughs> just going to get him. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're going to get yeah. you, Newbold. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so there's that. Uh, that's pretty much that. That's it. Do you know what episode one three three? That that's going to be the best bit in the bag. That, yeah. In the bag, in the bag. No, I'm, I'm so, I'm so excited to do this week's show as well, Matty boy. I think we got quite a spicy topic, and it's mm-hmm. quite, 
I think it's quite different. Like we messaged each other about this and yep. we were like sold on it almost instantly. So I'm looking forward to getting stuck into that. Uh, yes, mate. So uh, before we get into that, uh, we always get interrupted by those chimes of Big Ben Kenobi in the background, which <laughs> you and I, we know it only means one thing. Yes, it must mean, mate, boy. It must mean it's the Galactic News Round. Yeah. Academy Award-winning director Chloe Zhao has stated her interest in directing a future Star Wars movie. StarWars.com has revealed four new books titled Star Wars Shadow of the Sith, Star Wars Brotherhood, Star Wars Stories of the Sith and Jedi, and Star Wars Padawan that will all release in 2022. The Art of Star Wars Visions book will be released April 2022. And Disney and Lucasfilm have announced the Bring Home the Bounty merchandise campaign, which will feature new toys, books, video games and more. They will be announced every week for the next 12 weeks, and the last one will be on December the 28th, the day before the release of the book of Boba Fett. Hi, this is Misty Roses. I am the performance artist for Queel and Frog Lady in The Mandalorian. And you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. The Force? Now, the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. Found in all living things, found as flows from us, uh, controls individuals, yet we have free will. We have a destiny if we want to follow it. We live for a reason and must discover what it is. The dark side is pleasure, biological, and temporary, and easy to achieve. The light side is joy, everlasting, and difficult to achieve. The great challenge must overcome laziness give up quick pleasures and overcome fear which leads to hate now Bly Ren mentioned up top that we speak outside of this podcast we do and we're good friends uh, and every now and then we <laughs> yeah. send each other Star Wars related stuff as well and I came across an article uh, via Screen Rants last week late last week which the title intrigued me and I read it and I thought this is quite interesting as a discussion piece, not as an inflammatory point, but as a discussion piece. So I sent it to Lukey Boy, more so actually just so he could read it. And like, yeah, what do you think about this? This is something I had never thought about before. Um, turns out he he uh, found it just as interesting as I did. So Lukey Boy, that uh, that's Screen Rant's piece. What's it all about? Mm. Mm. Right, it's called Star Wars Visions Understands the Force Better Than the Sequel Trilogy. Uh, it's it's by um, a guy called uh, David Miller, right? Yep. David Miller, and it was published on Screen Rant exactly, uh, well, last week. It, it, it was published last week. Um, yep. And it, it's a really interesting read. Matty Boy and I, like Matty Boy said, we, we were kind of talking about this outside of the podcast, right? And we were saying, listen, it's, um, 
It's really interesting, blah de blah de blah. But we didn't go deep into it. In fact, we don't know each other's opinion. Like we, I, I don't know Matt's like in, if he's in agreement with this statement or mm-hmm. or disagrees of it. And the same with me, right? So I'm looking forward to diving into this. And it also gave me, Mayboy, an excuse to dive into Star Wars Visions again. Yeah. Um, in fact, I watched... Now, Now there is an episode that's mentioned a lot in this article by David Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, we suggest you you go and uh, read this article, maybe maybe after the podcast or, or, or whatever, but we're going to be going through a lot of it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um but there is an episode of Visions that is is talked about a lot in this, and that is the Village Bride, which yeah. is which is an ep- right. Well, this is an episode of Star Wars Visions that you really, really enjoyed, isn't this that right? My, this is my favourite episode, uh, even on first watch. I just watched it, and like I said on the show when we did our review of Star Wars Visions, it was just this ethereal kind of fever dream of an episode where, and it was because of the mysticism and the spiritualism and all of that stuff we're going to get into but there was just something about it which stood out i liked all the other ones and loved some of them but i really really liked the village bride so yeah going through this article and seeing that specific one name check there is another there is another episode that's Mm. mentioned as well but uh, yeah the village bride seemed to be uh the the inspiration influence for this article by david miller but uh yes sir i did very much enjoy the episode yeah, absolutely. And I think what this article does, and really what Star Wars Sessions... Uh, Star Wars Sessions... Star Wars Yay. Visions... <laughs> what Star Wars Sessions does well... Yeah. Disney well. Plus Original Sessions. Yeah, imagine that. Mm. Two nerds. Give us the, the reality. Yeah. <laughs> the reality <laughs> of their lives. Um, <laughs> I tell you what, Star Wars Visions... It, it, because... And I've mentioned this in the Visions episode, but because... Yep it's not canon i think they were able to take a lot more um liberties with their storytelling they went wild and what we see in a lot of visions but particularly the village bride is kind of kind of a new take on the force kind of Mm -hmm. but it's always been there and that's how i I, I suppose you know it's good star wars however we're gonna deep we're gonna we're gonna dive deeper into this article because that's the question here is does star wars visions understand the force better than the secret (sighs) trilogy personally i think that is a huge claim that is a Mm -hmm. bold claim I know from the get-go, I know from the get-go, Matty Boy, there's going to be people that completely agree with that statement, you know, because (laughs) there's... For differing reasons and not always the most logical. No, that's right. And the the same argument will be said on the other side, right? They'll be like, no, you know, sequel trilogy did it a lot better. So Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see where your opinion lies on this, because Matty Boy, I can't lie, I made notes on this. Yes, um, I made uh, notes on this. I, on I lit- well, I was working from a cafe today with me nice, uh, cheeky nice. basic, basic pumpkin spice latte. Oh, which this, I is, lo- this is the, this is the convention I love to hear. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is it. well, mate, they, they look, let's be honest, pumpkin spice lattes are just so good. Oh. <laughs> 
There we go. I was like, can spice anything is just so yes. good. Yes, Re- redemption. You. That's it. It is. It is good. I I really like it. But, yes. Um, but that's one of the things I buy into. Maybe I'm a schmuck, but I don't care. It tastes nope. delicious. I listen, love it. listen, right. So should we? Sh- how should we do this? Should we dive into the article and do it bit by bit, or what? Like, how how do you want to approach this? Um, yeah, I think so because, like you said, it's a and this is just uh, the author's uh, opinion, though it is kind of put across as like facts in from his terms, and I have no issue with that whatsoever. I one thing I've said it on this show many times is I don't care what anybody's opinion is, but what I do care is the ability to back that up. You know what I mean? Don't just say if the article just said Star Wars Visions gets the Force and the sequel trilogy didn't, and it was just this is why I didn't get it because it's poor planning and JJ isn't as smart as these other people. Then that's not an opinion. That's a hit piece. So I went into this, you know, thinking, is this going to be a clickbait article? It isn't. It's a very well rounded and well thought out and well put across article as well. There's no hit pieces in this and it doesn't, it certainly doesn't uh, diminish the quality of the sequel trilogy. That's not what it's all about. It's just um, the author's, uh, interpretation of one product i hate that term but it's what it is run product against another so um and yeah in, in it david he, he talks about the the prequel the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy so we, we we start off like that don't we he kind of says in the original trilogy the force was a fundamental and omnipresent energy energy field that creates life and what yoda said on in the swamps of dagobah everybody can tap into the force if they want you know you can use it with training with discipline and the dark side, on the other hand, that was that was seductive, and that would destroy you. You know what I mean? It was, and it was very much um, you, you, you were good or you were bad. That was something that's been levelled at the OT more so in. I don't say by recent time, I mean the last decade or two, but the, because the prequels then try to explore the Force in a different way by talking about balance and also trying to quantify it in terms of midichlorians, the M word, and that changed the concept of the force massively as well. So there's a conversation to be had there as well. Whereas the OT was just, it's an omnipresent Mm. force field, basically that permeates all life. The prequels were then saying, well, actually no, there's a balance in play here. We've got a chosen one and we can, we can measure these, the, your force ability your force prowess. And we've mentioned that on our episode where we speak about, the flaws of the Jedi is to what we think the midichlorians and that whole idea is actually getting at. So go check that out. But um, I like that David went into that first. That's why I knew this wasn't going to be a hit piece necessarily on the sequels because he took the time to explain, well, this is where I'm coming from. And I think it's important in this sense, mate, (laughs) to actually maybe, Maybe the title did that as well. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Broski. Yeah, and that's what that's, that's what I mean. As a title was that title lured me in. as like, right, this could be this could be interesting. Or it could be clickbait nonsense. But yeah, as I was reading, yeah. I was like, no, they got no the the author, the author here is building out his story and is telling yeah. and it, and is doing it right. We're getting we're building the blocks here. This is what the OT did. This is what the the prequel trilogy did. And then we talk about um going into visions but i think his interpretation of the ot and the pc which is fairly widely held i think i think it's spot on and it sets us up nicely before where we need to get to in visions yeah absolutely so it's also worth noting that even on a, you 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 can read opinion pieces that you you disagree with right and i'm talking about like yes. life 
in general you can read something out of interest and not necessarily be in agreement with it you know a, a, a lot a lot and a great deal of history is like that reading through history historical documents mm-hmm. and so on and so forth so that's worth keeping in mind as well um i always think matty boy though we, uh, particularly with the force as soon as you try to do definition it, it can be dangerous right because of what you've just said so um david goes in we, so we're gonna we're gonna dive into the visions bit right that's because yeah. that's the juice this is this is like the meat in the burger it right? is but just before we do that i did actually just want to point out just the very last sentence before visions i think is actually bang on from big boy dave where he says Go on. the force which is nicknamed the light side or the good side doesn't need any amount of the dark side to be in balance it simply needed a better jedi order to follow it when he's talking about the prequels, there was no imbalance. It was a Jedi had lost their way. And I think that is fabulous. But carry on, sir. Yeah. And even that, though, <clears throat> arguably is down to a point of view. Uh, from a certain right? point of view. From a certain point of view. Because the Force doesn't need anything, right? The Force <laughs> isn't a yep. being. Yeah. So it's, you know, that again, maybe that, now I, I understand the, the quote there, right? But need is maybe. It, it, it almost lacks the meaning in English, which is mm-hmm. which is an, which is a common problem with translation sometimes with with other with other um, books. You know, we don't always, especially if you look at um, a translation of an English from to let's say Polish. Yeah. You know, Skywalker Resurrection was the direct translation from English to Polish. Rise mm-hmm. of Skywalker yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that, right? So there's that too. Um, sorry about that but no uh, anyway so so later later on in the article it says the visions episode the village bride matty boy's bad boy number one episode (sighs) beautifully and accurately depicts the force matching Mm -hmm. its depiction in the original six films one interesting phrase original six films you don't that's kind of like a new phrase isn't it the original sixology yeah yeah right because isn't that funny you had the original trilogy and i remember there although i wasn't necessarily part of it because of my age i do remember the 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 clear difference between the original trilogy camp and the prequel camp and then those that were kind of in between right so yeah i think that's funny that now there's a clear segregation between lucasian star wars and and other but anyway the article goes on. Uh, a Jedi and Order 66 survivor, simply uh, known simply as F, is hiding from the Empire on the planet Kelia, to which her late Jedi Master was connected. The inhabitants of this Outer Rim world would have traditional wedding customs that have the bride and groom calling upon a power referred to as the Magina, which conjures a blue bubble around them. Although none of the Kelia locals are Jedi, Magina is their term for the Force, and they use it in a simple technique for their wedding ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's. I think that's probably like um, yes that's 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 awesome um but what i kind of disagree with here is that yeah it's not really matching the depiction of the original six films is it like we didn't see anything like this so it's not a match yeah, it's something completely me, new for me it doesn't match it matches more so the empire strikes back more so than anything else it's it's this is the 
that they where they kind of break it down and it becomes this ethereal thing in the in a new hope the force is something that obi-wan kenobi mentions and trains luke in and then he's just suddenly able to do it because he concentrates return of the jedi um you know the the, the force again is for the most part uses this as a weapon almost like you're force choking and things like that so it's not till the empire strikes back in the middle of the trilogy where they kind of expand on it but still it's still a mystery and that's where yeah uh, it, that's where the force for me has always been the, it, at its most powerful and most interesting is when it's a mystery, when it's tossed around too much or, you know, it sometimes becomes a plot device where well, we're stuck and I just make them use the force. I see that in a lot of Star Wars uh, recently and in some of the books as well when it's 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 a bit cheap. But, uh, it, so, but in the original six films, I mean... Yes, they tried to quantify it with midichlorians, but I don't think that it was done quite as reverentially as it was in the Empire Strikes Back. But in the Village Bride, it's what that what got me is when they kind of they they were using verse to unlock the power of the planet and and things like that. It just felt it just felt. I mean, the art again reverential. It, it just felt like something spiritual was happening. It felt yeah. right, and it didn't yeah. feel like something I'd seen necessarily in the sequels. But at the same time, it also didn't feel like anything I saw in the prequels or episodes four and six. To, just to uh, right. just to clarify that before we even mention the sequel trilogy, but the, the village Bride, I think was the best uh, representation of how the force, you know, what the force is basically, because it was used in the other episodes, and sometimes I would say it got a little bit cray cray. But the village bride, you know, the way they use that is. Is, is is bang on dude so i agree for the most part i'm not so much i'm not so sold on it being uh matching like you say the depiction and certainly not in the original six films maybe w- definitely one of them for the most part and then little bits of some of the other ones exactly exactly it's parts so and, and this is my this is where maybe i'm looking at this this paragraph i'm going right you can already see the bias here to be mm-hmm. honest, and okay. you know, I'm not coming out punching <clears throat> because <laughs> I know that the sequel trilogy isn't perfect, but Visions isn't perfect either. And but I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get to that point that I'm going. I was going to make later. Um, but yeah, we seen in short, we see nothing like this, nothing like this at all. You can kind of see. I, I, I see your point with the Yoda thing, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you're right, but we don't see the physicality of it right again it's more mysterious this is way more of a physical way of showing that especially with the bubble thing like imagine if you saw that in a sequel film (laughs) people i think people would go nuts i think people would go mental i wouldn't wouldn't necessarily have an issue with it it does however come down you have to use your imagination a little bit right like with anything i suppose but it it would come down to a magical word which is of course execution (laughs) which uh was more than ready for that one which was very much ready i was hovering over the button (laughs) say it say it um (laughs) which reminds me oh oh Oh, he's feeding the cold i am i am i don't (laughs) care I'm at the end of it. I'm at the end of it. I'm getting rid of it. It's good. No, I've got. Exactly. I tell you what, I have a fake Corona. Uh, like from Lidl. what it's called. <laughs> it's <laughs> called Camaro. Camaro. 
So yes, as long as I don't try to be topical with its name, yeah, I suppose it, Camaro. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah, yeah Lidl. It's called Virus. COVID. It's like yeah. Isolate. Co- yeah. Co- <laughs> Isolate. I had a couple of Sam Miguel's last night um, on on the free, and uh, it was marvelous. But um, tonight I'm on the uh, I'm on the tea tonight. Yeah, you got some. You can't be doing it every. Oh, well, maybe you can. You know, each day. Again, each to their own. Not for me because I can't handle. it. I get a headache and fall asleep. <laughs> but if anyone Comic-Con, at Comic Con wants to pass a pint, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, fine. Better, better not be falling asleep at Comic Con, mate. No way. Come I on, would never. Right, should we crack? Visions. I know. Here's another thing. I do like the difference in name. That totally makes sense. Right, so that's come like, across in canon before. There's been, um, uh, I can't remember what a bad canon junkie I am, but they're in the, the Legends of Luke Skywalker, there's a story where they co- there's a civilization, they call it something, I can't remember, it's called like the Life Wind, or it's not called that, but it's called, you know, they, they refer to it as something else. I'll find out what it is, but in there, there's been other <laughs> cultures have called it diff not called that i think but they've called it Life different wind. i like that what did they call <laughs> it? it's, it's something to, it's to do with wind or like the rain or something but other cultures- wind that that yeah. sounds like me that sounds like me yeah. late at night yes i like you after a ruby but um yeah there have been other like civilizations and cultures and species which are aware of you know this this power but they they give it different names the tide i think it was called the tide um so it was called the tide to one sect of people. And so they have kind of given it new different names depending on who it is. And I've always thought that to be very interesting that, you know, the Jedi and the Sith, let's call it, you know, the force, whereas other uh, uh, civilizations have these other words for it. Same thing, different meanings. And I find that interesting. But that makes total sense because that's mm-hmm. what languages do. Yeah, you know that's what languages do. So, yeah, that is really, really interesting. I, I liked that we saw that in Star Wars in such a rich galaxy. That that kind of makes sense. Again, so um, should we continue? Should I read out the next bit? Because this Please. is a very juicy bit. This is a very, very juicy bit. Now, uh, David goes on. David Miller goes on to say the episode highlights a vital and often forgotten element of the Force. It could technically be used by anybody. The force exists in all life and life nourishes it in turn. While most beings in the galaxy don't use the force, they could if they underwent training and dedicated themselves to learning about it. The sequel trilogy inconsistently addressed this aspect of the force. In Star Wars The Force Awakens, the Jakku scavenger, Rey, is yeah. built up and characterized to be the descendant of a pivotal character of the to the saga, mm-hmm. but no connection is establ- established by the end. Star Wars The Last Jedi does a disservice, a disservice, Matty Boy, to her character for the sake of subversion by claiming she has no relation to any established characters. But this is retconned in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, which reveals her to be the granddaughter of Darth Sidious. Matty Boy. Matty Boy. What? English phrase. There's a lot in that. There is a lot in that. And I, I, I get, I get where we're coming from, but suddenly, yeah, my take is we've gone from, We've just had an episode called The Village Bride, similar to uh, it, it, it connects <laughs> deeply with the original six films. Sequel trilogy, Ray, blah, 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 like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, hang no. on. <laughs> yeah, firstly, English Rose. Secondly, um, right, whilst I agree with 
in principle with what David says there because it's no different to what I've said in that in The Force Awakens, Rey is built up to be someone, but you know, as far as we know, she isn't anybody. She just the Force awakes within her, awakens within her. The Last Jedi, we she's told you are nobody, and we're all kind of like, oh, cool, you know. So you know that anyone can wield the Force, which is what we've always been told. And then in The Rise of Skywalker, they they flip flopped on that and made it made her. Oh, actually, no, you ha- you don't have you don't have any power. You have his power. You're a Palpatine. <laughs> so they did so that but is that that's just bad writing and again i it's not popular mm. opinion with everybody but i do think they didn't know they knew where she, who she was going to be then they didn't and they did then they just changed what ryan set up yes they can easily write it away by saying that well oh, kylo had no idea that's just what he knew fine but the i've always mm. found it more interesting the idea that anybody can be a somebody because that's what the force has force was that's what yoda says is that the force surrounds and penetrates every living being you know everything is you know is kind of directed almost by the by the force and you know anyone can tap into it with the right mindset training whatever you want to throw at it but um so the sequels well in terms of that aspect they nearly had it right. They nearly had it right. The fact that she's a Palpatine, fine. Again, that, that is something I actually championed before the film came out. So, so as not to sound like a hypocrite, I remember thinking that would be pretty cool. If they can do that right, uh, but I didn't know they're going to bring back, you know, Darth Sidious. It's almost that. like you you're saying it came down to something, or it will. It, it just comes down to that big old execution. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it does. But it and it does, mate. It's a. Uh, yeah, I just wanted a drink, to be honest, yeah, mate. See, yeah. I've got no issue with her being a palp. It's obviously just the way it was done, but I'm not going to get into that well-beaten horse again. So in terms of that <laughs> paragraph, I do, to an extent, agree with what he says. I think you, you could see that as a as a as an attack i think maybe later on in the in the article even in the next paragraph he kind of continues that line of thought but i still think it's fairly reined in and i'll be the first one to call somebody out for just mindlessly attacking something to do with star wars but yeah. i think i think this is i think this may be coming from a place of passion or even a place of just you know kind of like a heartbreak or or or, or, or longing love you know somebody who who, who can see what, where they were going with this. And he's even saying, you know, the the, the last Jedi did this and the Force Awakens did this, but at the end it was taken away. That's how I read it is. It's a kind of, you know, he's like, ah, we were so close to being there, but I agree for the most part on that. Uh, how I, it, how it yeah. plays into the story, how it compares just to like, say that one episode of the village bride, did the village bride, you know, absolutely blow the sequels out of the water. Well, we'll talk about it in a minute, but uh, that's the only thing about this paragraph is I think it does just pit that one episode against an entire trilogy. Well, okay. I've written a lot of notes on this, <laughs> on this one on, paragraph, on, <laughs> on this one yeah. paragraph. I went ham. I won't go into all of it, but um, let me bounce off of your last comment. Um, okay. David is talking about basically two episodes. He's not talking about Star Wars visions. Cause if you want to talk about, Star Wars Visions understands the Force better than the sequel trilogy. Bro, are you like, did you watch the twins one? Yeah. Like, <laughs> tearing themselves apart in space. At least Leia right. did Leia Poppins. Yeah. And I think that's where you're like, well, it's not Star Wars Visions, is it? It's not Star Wars <laughs> Visions, because that would almost imply it was a coherent project. It wasn't. It was nine different episodes. 
you know, it was complete by different studios who didn't even talk to each other about their projects. And uh, an issue that we raised, mate, boy, is that a lot of those themes were similar between the stories. Were similar, yeah. Yes. So, so to put visions on that pedestal where it can swipe the sequels because of no, 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 no. I think that's unreasonable, Mm -hmm. and I don't think that's fair. And actually, I don't think it's accurate. And I'm I'm about to go into this now. Um, Here we go. It could technically be used by anybody. The Force. The sequels teach that. And if you don't know that, you weren't paying attention. The the, 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 the Force can be used by anyone. Mm-hmm. Luke pretty much has a third of The Last Jedi dedicated around that topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Doesn't belong to the yet, Jedi. Once again, once again, maybe what you're talking about isn't about The Force. What you're talking about, David, is the lack of planning. Mm-hmm. What you're talking about is the expectations of the character. Now, the caveat to that is, although, okay, in The Force Awakens, it felt, and we have to use that word, it felt like they were going, oh, who's Ray? Who is? And like, they literally say that in the, in, in, yeah. in, the, in the film. Who's the girl? Yeah, but they don't say, oh, she's going to be related to someone. No mm-hmm. one says that. They're saying, who is she? Because she's obviously a big deal. She's obviously a character. Now, listen, I came, if I'm being deadly honest, I came away from that episode, episode seven, thinking, wow, you know, who's she related to? You know, like, course, why yeah. did Kenobi? You know, of course, I, of course, I felt like that. It was the first episode of a new trilogy and it wasn't a prequel. It was, it was, it was new. So, of course, we're going to try and make those connections like that. That's a no brainer. Um, the paragraph goes on to say, this as well so the force exists in all life and life nourishes it in turn while most being in the galaxy don't use the force they could if they underwent training and dedicate themselves to learning about it that's kind of like in 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 my opinion to be honest that is like a mute point it's a Mm -hmm. mute point It, it, it may be worth mentioning but also it's like well yeah that's technically true but it's not realistic in practice Right, mm-hmm. because you could say that about literally anything. You could say um, anyone can train themselves by learning learning a new skill that can eventually make them a millionaire. That's a fact. That is a fact. Any like any anyone can do that, right? Well, okay, maybe, but that's unreasonable to assume that, isn't it? It is like completely unreasonable because learning something like going back to Star Wars, like the Force, is so much more complex than even learning a new skill in our real world. So once again, it goes back to the point that you probably still need to be naturally very strong with the Force for what David's talking about, right? Because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, we're talking about like not everyone using the Force. We're talking about Jedi and Sith. Yep. That's the point. We're talking about ultimate good versus bad in a Star Wars universe. It's, it can't be everybody. It can't be everyone. It needs to be special people because that's the point. I'll I'll continue with the nobody, Ray nobody thing because the Ray nobody thing, which I do get, I I really do get. And I think I was like in between on that with The Last Jedi, you know. But I did, I I really liked that it was taking us in that that direction. But... Mm -hmm. But ultimately, Matty Boy, this this these section of films are the Skywalker saga. Yep. And they're designed, they were written to be a family soap opera. It's not mm-hmm. about anybody. 
That's not what it's about. It is about family. It could have been taken in a different direction, but that's not what they did. So episodes one to nine is about a family soap opera. And I'm glad they stuck to that because now we get our anybody's. We get all of that stuff in other material. We'll get that in new films. We got that at the end of The Last Jedi with Broom Boy. It hints at that. It goes, yep, this exists. Of course it exists. But this story is about family. And anyway, I've written way more stuff, bro. But I'm, I'm, I'm afraid, uh, I'm afraid, I think to, to, to put it down to one sentence, I think overall this is, again, it's a critique of the poor planning, not a misunderstanding of the force. Mm-hmm. That's why we I don't need logic. Now. Who needs logic when you've got family? Um, said another franchise somewhere else, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't. Dis- family. Oh, good gosh, I can't see. I can't disagree with what you say there, and you know, long time listeners know we don't always agree on things, but I can't disagree um, with that. It's it carries the next paragraph to go into that. When I mentioned it kind of carries on a line of thinking, it says the sequel trilogy's inconsistency with the Force's accessibility to everyone is mitigated by Finn's Force sensitivity and trust. And The Last mm. Jedi lightly depicts the Force's connection to nature, but not as succinctly as the original Star Wars trilogy and not nearly as beautifully as The Village Bride. The Visions episodes succeed to where the sequels could not and emphasize the beauty and presence of the Force uniquely without contradicting what was established in the original six films now i think the the village bride does emphasize the beauty and presence of the force uniquely i think it's stunning i you know i could go about about that all day and um i won't do for the sake of runtime but i do think the village bride deserves all the credit it gets from the first time i saw it i knew it was special because that's what i want from the force i don't want it explained to me i just want it to be this like you say this omnipresent thing which is you know just there it's you know it's just and it can be used in these weird wonderful and magical ways this culture just knew it as a way of you know basically embellishing their weddings which is cool and then a jedi turns up and you know uses it for different in a different way but um yeah so the finn's force sensitivity and the last jedi lightly depicting the force connection to nature we've got that wonderful scene where ray you know she's she's saying you know there's death decay there's life there's birth there's you know I think that's again. I think that's a very good scene, and I think it's. I wouldn't say it lightly depicts it. I think it very bluntly depicts it. I think it's very unsubtle. So here we go. You know, this is this is what they said in the Empire Strikes Back. Here it is in the Last Jedi. Visualize it as well. As at the same time that Luke is saying, Luke Skywalker is saying, like you said earlier on, you know, the mm-hmm. Force doesn't belong to the Jedi. You know, there's all this hubris and hoopla saying that the, without the Force, you know, the Jedi, the Jedi, the Jedi without the Force. It doesn't belong to them. The force can be with anyone is with all of us. And the sequel, certainly the last Jedi was very clear in that. Again, the second part of the trilogy was very clear in that. And I don't think it lightly depicts it whatsoever because you've got a force tree. (laughs) You've got a literal beacon of the force in that tree there, which again, I I don't remember seeing a force tree in a new hope. I don't remember attack of the clones, bringing out that force foliage, but you know, they did in the last Jedi, uh, Finn's force attempt sensitivity in the rise of Skywalker. Again, that's just down to made people said in the force awakens, could Kylo sense FN 2187 in during a slaughter on Jakku. Uh, and then obviously we had a new director for eight JJ's come back. And is he picking up the pieces of what he wanted Finn to be, which then kind of like ham fistedly made Finn force sensitive in Tross had JJ had all three films. I think that, 
is then carried out across all three, but then maybe the the depiction of the force like we've got from Ryan wouldn't have been quite so uh, deftly done or quite so wonderfully realized as it was for yeah. me in the last Jedi. So I think again, it's like, like you said, it's planning, but it's also down to the writing. The original six films were George's uh, babies. He had input, of course, but that's George's thing. Seven Abrams, eight Ryan, nine Abrams. It's different ideas being tossed around. This person's force sensitive. Actually in the in last Jedi, maybe they're not actually, yes, they are in trust and, that is, right. like you say, I think that is the crux of the problem here is that there's the, the sequel trilogy doesn't necessarily depict the Force in a more negative light than the Village Bride does all visions for the sake of the article. It's the way it was handled, which I'm not going to get into because we all know. But that that is what I took from this as well, is that if, if there had been a consistent writer throughout all three films, we would have had a consistent look at the Force. But because we didn't have the same writers, it's going to be inconsistent, just like the the narratives were that's what it is so right again when it comes right. to thick when it comes to the million dollar question later is you know did visions wipe the floor of the sequels in terms of forced depiction you've got to take that into consideration i think but uh so this the uh, this paragraph for me f- felt like the most kind of well sequels just didn't you know they didn't know what they're on about and this is coming from somebody who doesn't even still doesn't think this is a hit piece but this paragraph very much toes that line to you know walks that line Yes, I completely agree. I echo what you say about the poor planning as well, right? Because that's what it's about. It's not about the Force. Like, yep. What about this paragraph is saying that the Force was badly used in the sequel trilogy? Um, and also, there's some other things that... that mm, yeah. Um, so he says, like, not nearly as beautifully as The Village Bride. Well, that's from your perspective. That's mm-hmm. an opinion. Um <clears throat> Another thing, um, the Visions episode succeeds where the sequels couldn't em- emphasizes the beauty and presence of the Force uniquely without contradicting what was established in the original six films. That is implying that the sequel trilogy contradicts. Because what, like, where? Where do they contradict? Nope, there's new Force powers for every single film. And this is what people need to understand. Every single film had new Force powers, whether that is a Force pull a force dash, a force Four. choke, force <laughs> that skype. Fun, that phantom menace, force dash people. That force yeah. dash, force <laughs> jump. I mean, yeah, honestly, when they could like, have used that so many uh, times in to get out of any battle situation, but they never did. Every I film wanna, has I a new end, force tower, mate. I kind of wanted to end on this point, and I think I might as well, but the dyad is one of the most original and fantastic mm-hmm. uses of the force. I think yep. in the whole saga, in the whole thing, it's so good. It's, and it's so, so brilliant. It, it sounds like something that would be in Visions as well. Yes. I mean, so it sounds like something that, now that's not to big up one side or the other, but in saying, you know, Visions, you know, it was so good at depicting the Force. Well, actually, the dyad was fabulous. It, it is a great idea. And also, I can imagine there, you know, I can vividly imagine there being a visions episode where two characters can commune via the force in such a way that they can you know pass objects and see each other that sounds like something one of these sounds studios dope. would have done yeah it sounds dope because it is dope and yeah, that's filth. what we got in the sequel trilogy and that is easily comfortably one of the best things that has come out of modern era star wars mm-hmm. right and you gotta thank our boy ryan johnson for that ryan. last jedi might not be your favorite 
Star Wars film. It's not my favorite Star Wars film. The sequel trilogy isn't my favorite tr- trilogy hater. in Star Wars. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hater. Um, <laughs> but no, but that is it's so original, and it did just like give something brand new to the franchise and it gave i think the trilogy some some direction particularly with ray and kylo um david goes on to talk about akakiri which is of course the final and ninth episode of star wars visions which um took cues from akira kurosawa i don't know if i want to read do you want to do you want to read this paragraph because i i can't even lie like the point here because it's like he threw in the the Akakiri one. Mm-hmm. And I'm not uh, even a big fan of that. And I no, don't think we get much new four stuff in it. Yeah, that was part <laughs> of no, I'm not going to uh, read it. I know I'll, I will paraphrase it. Basically, uh, they're saying that the Akakiri episode uh, is inspired by the prequel trilogy. Is a hero who struggles with the seduction of the dark side and, you know, succumbs to it to save somebody else. I said that during that episode. It's just, just a story of anakin skywalker so this is basically just a paragraph saying oh by the way there was also an episode which was like uh, the prequels it's kind of all it is it's you can you can take this out and uh you know you take it out it doesn't change the article because you know it, this that that in all it then seems to be saying to me is oh this star wars vision story just nixed the prequels idea so it didn't actually do it better or worse than any other medium because it's the same thing so uh, definitely uh, definitely yeah, it's very kurosawa extremely and it was a beautiful looking one but it wasn't our favorite but nah. yeah then it goes back into the sequels isn't it yeah absolutely right so we'll read out this is the last paragraph isn't it so pretty much uh, david concludes here similar to the village bride's depiction of the force akikiri takes no such liberties with the original six films depiction of the dark side despite its freedom to do so the dark side is ultimately a trap that warps its users into shoals of themselves the dark side isn't needed for balance because it intrinsically causes imbalance Despite the absolutism of the dark side, the original and prequel trilogies proved that moral gray areas can still exist within these boundaries. The sequel trilogy, despite being official canon, didn't line up with the original six films nearly as well as the non-canon standalone episodes of Visions, as far as depictions of the Force go. The sequel trilogy has plenty of merits, but it simply didn't understand the Force as well as Star Wars Visions. Mayboy. Mm-hmm. Again, pretty bold statement. What are we saying, bro? Yeah, it's. Mm, I don't like. The, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I think the idea of balance within Star Wars is daft. Anyway, I don't care which trilogy gave that. I don't like it because, again, that in itself was almost like an absolute. That you know, it's got to be balanced. Well, okay. What? But what? But how? How, what, how do you measure balance? You know what I mean? What is? What? What is that? Is it you know, Darth Sidious is you know cloaking his dark side powers in. Uh, the prequels against 10,000 Jedi. I mean, that's not really balanced to me. It's one guy against 10,000, but I don't know. I don't like the idea of balance. I, I, th- I prefer the idea of just, you know, chaos or just people telling the story that they, that they want to tell. Um, it, yeah. Akakiri takes no such liberty because it copies, <laughs> it copies right. the, like the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker in yes. a 14 minute short, which is, and, and it does that. And you know, the lackluster one. And it's a lackluster one at that. I'm going to say it right there. So it is our favourite, mate. It's 
Mate, most of that episode is boring. That's my opinion. I didn't jive a bit. It was was boring. And I even said, I got, mate boy, I got a lot of the artistic nods first time round, right? About the use of color in that episode, right? Mm -hmm. The episode literally gets red. Wink. He's turning (laughs) to the dark side. Wink. Yeah, I get it. But it's like, right. Okay. What's new in the force there? Yeah. What what's new? What's different to the sequel trilogy? Mate, in The Last Jedi, Luke teaches that the force is within us, of course. That's nothing new. That doesn't go against. That's not that's not a that's not going against the original six films, to quote the the, the author here. It's our choice whether we go to the light or dark side. That's a free will. Mm-hmm. The force doesn't belong to the Jedi. It belongs to everyone. What matters and the point of these stories is what we choose. The sides that we choose i would say the story of ray and ben solo and finn and poe all fall into that they all fall into that very well particularly ray kylo sometimes finn yeah i don't know mate I don't know. It's it's the idea of balance again. I mean, in, in, elsewhere in the article, it says, you know, The Last Jedi contradicts the original and prequel's depiction of the dark side by making it one side of a scale, by creating a light and a dark, or specifically powerful light, powerful dark. Uh, you know, there's... And it kind of goes on to say that, you know, the, the first six films never had, a, never had that kind of uh, dichotomy between light and dark. I mean, it did. <laughs> it did. It was very much... That's uh, what the prequels are about. Well, exactly. It's, what the, it's literally what the prequel trilogy is about. The was about the seduction of the dark side. It's, uh, it, so, and the, the OT was the black and white. You're good or you're bad. You know, you have a good, you have a light side or you're a dark side. You, you see what I mean? It's, it's, it's there. It's, you know, it, it's all there. I think anything else is just semantics. So, um, so again, in terms of the article, mate, I don't disagree with everything that David is saying. And I gen- genuinely don't. I think, Certainly when it relates to the village bride, I think he's bang on the money with everything he says there. Obviously I don't agree with the title because this is more so about the village bride with a little sprinkling of Akakiri rather than Star Wars visions. Exactly. And I don't always don't entirely buy in with the idea that in the original six films, you know, the force was mysterious. It wasn't aligned with one person. There wasn't any clear depiction of oh you know we can't say there's a dark side as bad and a light side as good or anything like that i think you you can even if something isn't explicitly stated i mean it's a film made for kids so it's there for everyone to see good bad light dark you know even in in like you said with akakiri even in the film certainly certainly the prequels but also in uh certainly return of the jedi they use light and dark literally into um symbolically with the lighting uh, with the characters they do that in the prequels uh, especially in that meditation chamber where anakin's talking to yoda and half his face is darkened when uh that wonderful scene of obi and anakin goodbye old friend uh you got you know you've got luke anakin's at the top of the ramp bathed in shadows almost like he's imprisoned and at the bottom uh, he didn't have the high ground there but at the bottom of the ramp is obi-wan you know lit up in beautiful sunshine look at this guy here you know, every, you know, this is the way it's always been. And you know, Luke Skywalker's dressed in black in Return of the Jedi to symbolise that he could be bad. You know, this, this it, yeah, I think it's fairly cut and dry that the sequels doesn't really change anything in terms of the approach of what's good and bad. If it comes down to, does it understand the Force more so, though? Does Star Wars Visions understand the Force and depict it better than the sequel? Star Wars Visions 
No, it doesn't. I don't think. Cause like you say, it goes mad. It goes wild and it has every right to do that. And we had an absolute blast with it because of that. So I don't think visions understands the force certain episodes maybe but in terms of village bride the village bride episode gave me more of what i love about the force than most things in the sequels did i will say that the dyad yes. aside i do think the dyad and force skype is fabulous and i like some of the other force powers that we got but there was something and the last jedi is why i like that film so much as it started to sort of tap more into the force not being a tool or a weapon but it is just something that is out there. It doesn't belong to anyone. You know, it doesn't bend to anybody's will. There isn't any balance necessarily for far as I'm concerned. It is just out there and it's up to you to depend on how you want to use it. I like that. And I think the village bride is a, depicts that beautifully. These people just want to use it to, like we say, just to big up their wedding a little bit. It's great. And then when F turns up, she uses it in a different way. I think the yeah. village bride encapsulates and distills everything i love about the force the mystery the mysticism the power the spiritualism and, and by the way by the way the force um that she the force technique that she uses at first in it is actually from the sequel trilogy i'll well, just leave that there well, yeah, actually yes just leave, exactly leave that right there my friend leave that on the leave that in the in the slow cooker just to broil overnight my friend uh <laughs> I, honestly, I think uh, that, that episode, I think, was great from start to finish. In, what, 15, 16 minutes, they created a kind of loving ode to the Force in that time. So Village Bride, we, for me, it got what the Force was more so than the sequels as a whole. But I don't think Star Wars Visions did. And that's not to say that the Village Bride is better than the sequels. Don't, don't try and misquote me on that one. I just think the way that, that it was described, used, handled, and portrayed and depicted was, you know, was on a different plane of existence almost. However, the sequels did give us stuff like the Dyad and things like that. So it's not like the sequels were devoid of any imagination. Some of the best uh, darks, some of the best powers, sorry, came like Force Heal. Yes, Baby Yoda did it first, but nobody mentions that. But um, it, when that was in Tross, mm-hmm. great idea. You know, force healing. You give you some of your force power. Great. I like that. Uh, it's a new something new. Uh, had it been in Visions, yeah, it probably would have fitted sense. in. It, it, it was already mentioned in the prequels as well. It's mentioned in the prequels. Baby Yoda did it to Grief Karga the, the, the day before uh, Tross came out. So officially it was a Mandalorian kind of in, invention. But, you know, Ray did it and, you know, it was seen as silly, even though I thought it was pretty good. So, yeah, I think... The village bride handled the overall, um, the overall depiction of the force better. I don't think Star Wars Visions did, mate. Yeah, I think the sequels did better. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I know you did well, like the, the episode or the, or the actual series of Visions, <laughs> mate. Come on, all of it. Come on, <laughs> because because even in this article, yeah. what what else? What else then? Oh no, that's what uh, I mean. Than- the vis- visions as a whole was not as a nine episode series. That doesn't mm. that doesn't depict the. Oh no, no, I know, I know. Yeah, they don't I wasn't saying. I, no, no, I, yeah, yeah, but like in, in visions in general, we do see use of the force, but it's not anything that we've really not seen before. It's nothing crazy new. It, you know, and when it is new, it's it's really out there. But that's because it's not in canon. Yeah, That's because can it can do that. And and artistically, it's very cool. We needed a series like Visions, I think, as like an injection to, to Star Wars storytelling. I think it will be very good as well for future Star Wars storytellers 
you know, I think it's going to be very useful, a great source of inspiration for that, because that's what a lot of our Star Wars storytellers do. They go back and reference other Star Wars material. They look at that and they study it. I think it will be fantastic for that. But I just, which this article really, like you said, should be called Star Wars Visions, The Village Bride, understands the Force better than the sequel trilogy. I don't think it does. I think it does something new, which is exactly what the sequel trilogy does. Like you, you might prefer one thing over the other. That's fine. That's personal opinion. You know, no one can say that's right or wrong. But that, 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 that statement is fundamentally wrong because they, they both do something new and they both do it within reason. It's not crazy. It's very grounded in the realms of possibility in Star Wars, in Star Wars storytelling. And even, in a George Lucas style, you know, you want to reference the original six films. You know, I, th- I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, Star Wars Visions brought so much new stuff to the table, so much new stuff. And like I said, the, and The Village Bride did do that. And I think it is a fantastic episode. That's the episode I rewatched today. Um, but so did the sequel trilogy. You know, it's not for everyone and it isn't perfect. You know, listeners of this show know that. But ultimately, the force can't be too definitive, you know, because if we assume we know 100% everything there is to know about it, then we, Matty boy, are just like the Jedi in the prequels. Yeah, man. Aren't we? And we've done a whole episode about why they were wrong. <laughs> you know, there's, there's a form of arrogance there, right? There's a form of arrogance there in the prequels and the Star Wars uh prequels of in regards to the force and so that i think is my conclusion i i love this article though because i it seems like i'm really going at it which are kind same of same here but yeah <laughs> but but i the irony is i loved reading it and i loved yeah. reading the take i thought do you know what this is getting my creative juices going because Hey, at least I wrote a load of replies to it. At least I wrote down notes to go, oh, I disagree with this. I think this. Let me look into this. Let me watch some old videos on this. Let me watch, rewatch parts of The Last Jedi. Let me watch that scene from Rise of Skywalker. And the article did that. And it's good, I think. It's healthy to question this sort of thing and to talk about this sort of thing in Star Wars. You know, I think, I think it's good. But there we go, Matty Boy. I disagree. i hear that big boy and it's it's you know it's the beauty of fandom when it's you know when it's done right you know somebody's got this article out i agree with some of it i don't agree with other parts of it but like you say it's great to be able to have these think piece and discussion points out there there will be people who vehemently agree and disagree with it Uh, and and again that's fine but that is the point of the article is to get people thinking get people talking get people going back to watch visions and go back to watch the sequels uh prequels originals whatever all it's doing is making us talk about star wars go back to rewatch star wars and uh yeah the more the more the merrier for these kind of articles out there uh interested for to hear your points mate again i i I see your point and and again for the most part for part of that i do agree with um how you say that the sequels spoke about the force again for me i got what i wanted out of village bride and again it comes down to that personal preference like you said mate it's what you take out of it i got more out of the village bride but on that spiritual ethereal plane than i did from part from the sequel trilogy but then you know i still love the sequel trilogy so who's the winner i think we're the winners here mate yeah everyone's a winner 
You have a you have a sausage roll. You have a sausage roll. <laughs> David <laughs> yeah. Miller can have a sausage New roll. Bold. We can all have <laughs> New Bold loves it. He loves it. David Miller. The Force is the core of Star Wars, and you have to be careful when you answer too many questions about it. Belief in the Force itself is part of what drives it. Not everybody in the Star Wars universe believes in it, which is interesting because its actions and abilities are on display quite often. So you think, well, why doesn't everybody believe in it? What's so hard about Han Solo that he doesn't believe in the Force when the Jedi Knights weren't so long ago as we find out in the prequels because it takes discipline and training and practice and commitment and faith to believe in this thing that it gives you power that it flows through you it's in all of you you all have it to some people like Anakin are more gifted and that's great and it's also dangerous and if you take nothing else away from Star Wars you should make no decision out of fear and when the Emperor stands before you and has destroyed your father and ruined your life and you're powerless, and he's made you hate your father almost, and you throw him down, you must remember at that critical point to say, I'm going to throw my weapon away because I love the person next to me, I love my father, I love my mother, and nothing you do can destroy that. Nothing. And, and you stand on your commitment, and then that inspires in Anakin the hope. That inspires the love, which is something evil does not understand. That's the core of Star Wars, and that is the power that you can't possibly imagine when you're evil, that Obi-Wan speaks of. So maybe we'll get into that, I don't Hi, this is Dominic Pace, who played Gecko the Bounty Hunter for The Mandalorian, and you are listening to Star Wars Sessions, probably Britain's greatest Star Wars podcast. <sighs> Think Pace's discussion always makes me want a Kef beer, which is exactly what we're going to have now, mate. The dusty drinking hole in front of us is here. The Bantina, mate, shall we? Oh, let's do it. Ah, yes, be be talk talk as we do every week. <laughs> we sit down with you lot, the greatest listeners in the galaxy, and we have a couple of kef beers, and we get your thoughts on our main discussions. And this week, uh, we ask for your thoughts on how the force has changed since 1977. Yes, and we got some crazy good responses from you bunch of sickheads. Uh, the Mancalorian starts us off with this cheeky comment. He says, in 77, it was maybe just magic, but in space. Now, through a wealth of great storytelling, the concept has been developed so well that people can have deep discussions around it <laughs> and what it represents and how it works. Nice one, Adrian. Uh, I know. know. Mancalorian, you naughty boy. Cleverly, Lucasfilm have not revealed too much. So Mm -hmm. much mystery 
remains. Uh, Eve Evangel said, I don't think the force has changed. I think the understanding of these topics has changed from a more esoteric 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 um alan watts perspective in the 60s and 70s a more supernatural superman one due to cultural and society societal changes in society and the increasing popularity of cgi sci-fi versus more intellectual old school sci-fi awesome um both of those messages absolutely fantastic Stuart house sent in this very spicy voice message matty boy let's hear it hey beefcakes Stuart here with my first voice message um how has the force changed since 1977 if i think about the force as part of a religion i would suggest that the force hasn't changed at all but actually it's the character's understanding of the force that's changed and therefore our experience of it as viewers has changed we think our first experience of it was through obi-wan training luke a basic level one introduction before Obi-Wan is dispatched by Vader, who we also see force-choking someone. As the original trilogy goes on and Luke's understanding increases, so does ours, and we learn simple things like force users can move objects around, and we have an early primitive version of force skyping between Luke and Vader at the end of Empire, a film where Luke's um, training is again cut short. Perhaps only when he's in isolation alone with the sacred Jedi texts and years of meditation does he discover the full power of the Force before shutting himself off to it. And we know that Rey and Kylo's connection was manipulated by one of the most powerful Force users. In the prequels we see Jedi as soldiers and perhaps political pawns more wrapped up in war than to discover or display the Force's true capabilities. And as you guys said in your Revenge of the Sith commentary... There was a new generation of Jedi to come with Cal Kestis and new aspects of the Force to discover and therefore our understanding as viewers increases rather than the Force changing itself. I love the chat guys. Keep it coming and I'll see you soon. What? What an absolute legend. We love it. You love it. The listeners love it. Stuart, thank you so much for sending in that amazing voice note. Uh, some very deep uh, dives in that and deep takes in that, mate. And I think I pretty much agree with you, man. Yeah, off air. Luke called you the Telford Tank. And I'm going to yes. agree with that as well. Uh, yeah, yes. we had that little four Skype and Empire. A nice one for uh, shouting out our <laughs> Patreon commentary as well, because that was um, a filth fest. And yeah. I think you're right, and same as what the Manx said, and Eve as well. It, it, maybe is it is it the force that's changed, or is it you know the way it's been presented to us, uh, or the people the the people who are showing it to us? And like Eve said, it's gone from being this esoteric kind of almost like niche thing to you know it's been expanded upon, like the Manx said, and like Stuart said, by you've gone by film by film, it's become expanded, and we're tapping into the mystery, but it's still a mystery. So, uh, lads. Thank you so much for sending those in. Uh, Zoe, just Zoe, said, we've definitely seen so many more force abilities that it offers to its users. And still, it's a mystery to us. Yes. Dan Cramphorn said, the force is still strong, just different. I sense a disturbance in it. It's like the forces that be realise they've made a mistake and are almost starting again from the other side of the coin there. Uh, And the one of you named Chewbacca ate my lunch said... 
nothing has really changed and Disney era are honoring George's traditions and making force abilities appear only when the story requires them. It would be so tempting for them to establish everything, but thankfully they maintain the mystery and thankfully no talk of midichlorians. No, we just, they're just called an M count now. Uh, yeah, they've still got that and everyone's got the same there. The mystery remains. Mm. Even in certain books I've been reading where it's just like f- the force is just, you know, it's just a deus ex machina almost. Hmm. You know, the, the, sometimes I think it is overused, but for the most part, certainly in the films, again, 99% of the time, it's there when the story requires them. We laugh and joke about why don't they do force dash more often? Well, you know, because if they did that, the story would be rubbish because it would just be like people dashing about everywhere and it'd be a bit force dash. Yeah, it'd be stupid. It, and Star Wars isn't that. Star Wars isn't just like what Eve was kind of talking about. It, it isn't just over the top CGI smash fest, is mm. it? It's it's Star Wars is the total opposite of that. But that's what we want it to be. And again, Visions did that, and the Village Bride gave us that. But also, we got an awful lot of that in the sequel trilogy as well. So, uh, thank you everyone for sending in your comments, voice notes. If we didn't get round to you, you know the drill now. Please do keep sending in your comments and voice messages, and we'll do everything we can to get you on a future edition of the Band Cena. For extra content, go to patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. You know it's going to be. So good. Best podcast. Best podcast. That's right, it's the spiciest part of the Bit of Bantina is the Patreon question section. And to kick us off with the filth is our boy Paul Buckle with a spicy question. Matty boy, are you ready for this filth? Do it. Oh, yeah. do it, do it, do it, do it, woof, okay, simple one for this month, who said it best, I have a bad feeling about this, of course, you can include Young Han's good feeling or BB-8's, uh, and of course, why it's the best, and if you wish, some other characters had a chance to say it, anyway, have a great one, um, Matty Boy, which character did the best. I have a bad feeling about this. Say it. It reminds me of um, Two-Face in the Dark Knight. Say it! <laughs> Say it! <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, if yeah. you said it twice now, it just makes me think yeah. of that. Say it! Um, who said it best? For me, mm. there there is only one. There's, they're all great. Even BB-8's um, droid speak. But for me, it's Obi-Wan Kenobi, Revenge of the Sith, The Battle of Coruscant. Oh, I have a bad feeling about this. Um, when he's in his uh, when he's in his ship, in his... Um, Jedi star yeah, fighter. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it, the star fighter. Um, why do I think it's the best one? Because you can almost just hear like the sense of just, uh, he's just like a man who's been there. He's seen it before. He knows Anakin's a hothead and he's going to get him in trouble. He's like, Oh, I've got a bad feeling about this. He's just resigned to knowing that whatever's about to happen is going to be carnage because it always is when Obi and Anakin are about. So that just felt, and again, it, it, it's, it starts off that fun, uh, opening of Revenge of the Sith, where we've got the Battle of Coruscant, but then we've got the famous, this is where the fun begins. We've got that line from Obi, there's a back and forward. It just fits in so well. So for me, Obi-Wan saying it. Um, for me, 
I would have loved Palpatine to have said it whilst Ray's toasting him at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, which is, I'm all <laughs> Jedi, but I have a bad feeling about this. Yes. <laughs> I think have been, it would have been, well, horrific, but at the same time, hilarious. Um, Luke Skywalker never said it, which could have been quite fun to hear Luke say it, you know, crotchety old Luke. Um, and Luke Ray, didn't Luke, say it. I don't believe, well, he might, I don't believe Luke said it. I but thought, I thought, didn't Luke say it in A New Hope? Uh, I thought that was... Or is that Obi-Wan? Hang on. Like, or is that, that Han? That might be Han or Leia. But um, Ray, I'd like to have heard the, uh, the English Rose say it uh, in terms of the sequel trilogy, because why not? I don't think she did say it, no, in, in the in the sequel. So Ray and certainly Palpatine, but Luke Skywalker. I don't remember Luke saying it. Hang on, hang on. I've got a video. Yeah. He does say it. When? He says, I have a very bad feeling about this. In, no. um He's in the cockpit of the Falcon. No, he's lying. He's lying. It never <laughs> happened. Okay, Fake. then. It's not canon. Uh, yeah, it's not it's canon like, in my head. It's not the sequel trilogy. It's not canon, guys. <laughs> Visions is canon now. Uh, that's yeah. a joke. Yeah, Ray and Palpatine would have been fun to say it, but for me, Obi in Battle of Coruscant. Uh, what's your number one, big man? Right, my number one is, um, it's a bit out there, but it's in Rogue One. K2SO goes to say, I have a... F- I have a bad feeling about it. and then they're like shh they're like oh shush or something like that he doesn't actually finish it so I'm going to take your note uh, Paul where you're like yeah like the the other ones you know um, yeah I think that one because it's probably the funniest and because it's the funniest in my opinion it's one of the most memorable I also think one of my the most memorable for me is probably at the beginning of the Phantom Menace like Obi-Wan says it <laughs> it's the first like, words of the line isn't it? a film isn't it? it it is isn't it I'm sure yeah. it is. Or well, just one of like certainly the, by a Jedi at least. Yeah. I don't know. Why like, what well, either way, I that I really remember that one and I am not entirely sure why. Maybe it's cuz like the I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's cuz I was brought up with it. I'd imagine that's why. But there we go. I'd probably say the top spot for me is the K2SO in Rogue One. It is just so well delivered. I I adore it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would you like to have said it? Oh, like, yeah, the, I always forget the second parts of these um, questions. Right. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, maybe Django in Attack of the Clones. <laughs> I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> Lop. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he gets his head chopped. Or, you know, it would even be better, you know, if he got his head chopped off, then he said it. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised that's not in a George Lucas special edition. You know, oh, like, he's you just know, in there. Then you know, George probably had it. Like when he's dragging CPO's head along the floor. Oh, this is such a drag. Oh. I've, got a, I've got a bad feeling in my hips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I have a bad feeling about this. Um, yeah, Django. I can't, I can't feel anything. <laughs> You're going to Tatooine. Pack my body. We're leaving. Yeah, and then Watto turns up yeah. and just like takes his best guy and sells it <laughs> no, no just chill takes the head, just takes the head and then runs away and you're like oh, what that's <laughs> yeah. it and then well, all the time the Jedi and the clones are still fighting uh, and the droid army could be great could have been brilliant need a, tr- need a special edition of the prequels now just for that yeah, we do we actually do we need a special edition of the sequels as well Mate, we need some deleted scenes in the troughs, man. I want to dig into that film more. Um, mate, I'm telling you, there's hours of that, mate. <laughs> yeah, you there is, have a film, mate, I, am, I am telling you, there is hours. Hours. Well, there's certainly a spider attached to a big baby head in Mustafa, yeah. so let at least filmed, that. That. that was yeah. filmed. I want to see filmed. it. I don't know. 
Anyway, maybe the baby said it. I've got a bad feeling about this. The spider's like, quiet, you. Um, yeah. So, cool, nice one, mate. Uh, we'd love to hear you guys' thoughts as well. Who had the best, I have a bad feeling about this, and who do you wish had said it in the films, or animated, or even television? Let's throw those in there as well. It's a nice one, Paul. Uh, the next question is from Matthew Bell, a.k.a. The Big Boy. He said, this October marks nine years since the Disney purchase of Lucasfilm was announced. Wow. Okay. I want to. I want you to give them a school report style write-up on their stewardship to date. What grade have they achieved and what praise and or constructive criticism would you give them? Okay. So, uh, Headmaster Bly, school report on Lucasfilm stewardship. Well, Matthew, joke's on you because I don't believe in grades. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, I don't know. I get the assignment. I get the assignment. Um, I This is a really difficult question. It is a very, very difficult question. Probably a B. Probably a B. Mm-hmm. But dare I say maybe just scraped it. Um, and maybe not just scraped it, but if you look at, in terms of like technology, how they've advanced that, like the Mandalorian has designed and created something that has literally changed TV and film. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a big deal. That is once again, Star Wars changing the landscape of the arts and creativity in TV and film. Um, I think the Mandalorian has been a huge success. I think Star Wars Episode Seven was a huge success for the most part. Last Jedi was quite divisive. Um, I think they probably... I'm just being very short with this. A lot of you guys who are long-time listeners probably know this. I think The Last Jedi is a mixed bag. I think The Rise of Skywalker missed the mark, in my opinion. Solo was a bit like... I like Solo. I enjoy watching it. It's a bit of a question mark, though. Like, why is that... Why? Why? What was the point? Um, Rogue One, big success. So I, I think for the most part, all of those things, whether you like them or hate them, were brilliantly filmed um, and brought a lot of original ideas to the table. And let's be honest, have, have resurrected a, a franchise that was declining. Now that is, and that's a fact, that is an undisputable fact that Lucasfilm basically one of the key reasons george sold lucasfilm was because he was gonna have to let a lot of people go from lucasfilm there weren't the money there was not the money coming in they were not earning what they should have or well that's again that's down to a point of view they needed to make new films and george wasn't really up for that so i think all in all i'm probably going to give it a b constructive criticism better planning I, know, I sound like a broken record, but I do think that's it, really. It's, you, 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 if it was planned better and organized better, we're looking at the king of kings of franchises. You know, and I still <laughs> think Star Wars is that. But when you look at our neighbors and our cousins over at Marvel, you know, things were, 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 were really well planned. Really well planned and thought <laughs> yeah. of. And it's just, it, I, I think it's ironic that Star Wars just didn't do that. Yeah, they didn't. You know, and, yeah. and I know Kathy kind of believes in this, this culture that, you know, you give the artistic license to the director because they need to give their artistic interpretation of what Star Wars is to them. That is why J.J. Uh, Abrams went, basically did a love letter to the original trilogy, you know. So I, I, I do get that, but 
I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know if that's good enough. Good enough excuse. But there we go. Um, what do you think, mate, Matty boy? Uh, school report style. No, mate, no. Again, it's, it's what you believe, mate. And it's same with you, same with me, same with anyone listening. Have any opinion you want. For someone like me up in this high horse, all I ask is people just back them up. But I don't think that's too much to ask. And, you know, you don't, you've given an opinion and you've said why. So, um, no, no, I don't disagree. Uh, in terms of a school report, man, um, well, the behaviour, Disney's behaviour this term uh, of the last nine years, genuinely acceptable. Uh, they've got issues with some other classmates at times. Uh, we have to give them credit for their commitment to remaining family friendly in an ever-evolving landscape. Attendance is 100%. They haven't missed any of their coursework. Uh, the pros of Disney, uh, they've got a keen eye on the finances. They love a bit of Wonga. They have no issue with creating new and interesting assignments. They've got plenty more on the old Project Gantt chart. And they remain popular with the wider community. And they've attracted many new investors, also known as fans. Now, what does Disney need improvement on uh, in the upcoming term? Uh, they've missed some deadlines. They've, some of their work has been handed in complete, but not always in a timely fashion. Some things were meant to be released at a certain time or handed in, and they were a bit late. Um, they need to work on planning their assignments out in a more concise and clinical manner. Planning. Uh, and they have trouble making friends within their own circle. They seem to create relationships, but then cite creative differences for their failure to commit to those relationships. So need some improvement on their relationships, but they like, uh, but they're good with the finances and they're very keen to get more products out there. Overall, yes, I think I'm with you there, mate. I'd give them a B, some very good coursework and some good assignments, room for improvement on planning. Maintain those relationships. Come on, guys, get someone on board and let them do what they want. Uh, so yeah, I'd give them a B as well. I can't, so I can't stretch to an A, mate, because there have been too many behind-the-scenes issues. Rogue One, we yeah. got lucky with because it ended up being filth. But Solo, it's financially, it didn't get quite, didn't quite pay off. The film is, oh, film is decent as well, thankfully, but it's not. You know, I know a lot of people like our boy Jimmy loves it, but for me, it's all right. It's great. It could have been. It's clearly the child of a fractured relationship. That is, but. And obviously the, the planning of the sequels, even things like the Rangers of the New Republic. Oh, we've got 10 series. No, we've only got nine. Um, but then you can't argue with the finances. You can't argue with the impact the sequel trilogies had on bringing new people in, on, new, on young fans, on bringing uh, young girls into the franchise as well. You, the, the, the Mandalorian has been groundbreaking. The High Republic is a publishing-only uh, initiative. We, that, that's something new. Legends had to be published. <laughs> that's what they had. This is... You know, that, this is something completely different. Disney's done so much good. It's done more good for Star Wars than it's done negative. It hasn't done anything negative for Star Wars. The only thing that's done negative is within its own boardroom and not being able to get their um, cards in order. That's not a Star yeah. Wars problem. That's a Lucasfilm slash Disney yes so, amen yeah they've got time yep. mate they you know give look look we could look back in 10 years and the next 10 years could be full of roses and uh and and birios and we could be looking back saying okay they've learned from their mistakes they they are a plus right now mate and you know let's hope they are my gut is telling me they have mm-hmm. my gut is telling me that matty boy you know yep. if if you just look into you know some of the behind the scenes stuff that we 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 in in the grand scheme of things know very little about you know they're <laughs> well aware of the fan backlash they're very well aware of it yeah. you know just listening to I, I i was listening to an old episode of the commode and mayo film commode. 
podcast, which is great. It's a BBC yep. podcast. So don't go and support them. They're supported by literally a national organization. <laughs> uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Support us instead. Patreon.com forward slash Star Sessions. Um, but, but I was, I, and they, they had JJ Abrams on there and he was saying, look, in Rise of Skywalker, we knew whatever we did, people were going to, people were going to be angry. You know, which is mm-hmm. a crazy way to go into an artistic project, you know, having, having that on your shoulders. But, you know, then again, I think there's a way to go about that. I really do. Really, really do. And like you said, maybe I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think the way you actually just did your proper report style <laughs> uh, answer there was genius, mate. Well done. <laughs> Thank you, mate. A, a plus. Or, yeah, we don't even have lettered grades in the UK anymore, do we? I, I've no They've idea. have changed it. I just don't yeah. know. You get, like, if there's any kid, like, I know we've got a few teenagers who listen from, I don't know if they're from the UK, but let's know what the grading system is like. Yeah. I've got a, they're like, oh, I've got a 12 in maths. What is that? I got is a that, participation trophy. Um, yeah. yeah, my daughter gets a well done sticker and things like that, but she's five. Uh, but she, but hey, look, I'm prouder than anything when she get, brings a sticker home. So um, I think we should get well done stickers, Matt. Yeah, I think we should. I think we should do that. Well done, um, and well done, everyone, for sending in those two Patreon questions. By everyone, I mean Matthew and Paul. But nice one, Matthew. I didn't want to upset Big Boy Bill by giving any by giving an undercooked answer there. You don't want to upset the um, the French foghorn. So uh, <laughs> he lives in France now. So thank you yeah. to you guys. We'd love to again. What were your What are you guys grades on Disney? Uh, the Disney purchase and Lucasfilm and the stewardship. What would you give them in a in an A to F slash U scale? What would you give them? We'd love to know. Me and Blilo without trading information both went with a b and i agree with me and blilo blilo and i as well so um if you like like luke said patreon.com forward slash star wars sessions if you want to check out what we've got going on there and if you want to get yourself on here with a question each month check out our tiers and uh if you want to sign up we'd love it if you did if not thanks for listening anyway however that is going to bring uh, an end to our stint here in the bantina this week Sorry about the best bar, man. We are going to be back to cause more chaos. Same time again in the Bantina next week. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the Star Wars Sessions game. what a tune uh each week we end with a star wars themed game we alternate hosting responsibilities and this week is my turn so lukey boy do you know do you want to know what you're playing do it (laughs) all right you're playing a game called well use the force and basically it's a very simple one my friend we know that the force doesn't belong to the jedi or the sith or anyone but you know, only certain people can use it. So I'm going to give you a couple of Star Wars characters who traditionally aren't known as Force users. And I want you to kind of tell me, what do you think their Force power of choice would be? So, okay. Uh, you ready for this, my friend? Yeah, let's do it. Good game idea. Let's well, do thanks, it. Thanks, mate. Uh, DJ, you know, smack down that rhythm. Right. Oh. The first, uh, first character is Jabba the Hutt. Uh, force choke. <laughs> Pretty sure he's already kind of done that, but force choke easily. Next, Stroke those frogs. So um, let's go, uh, Padme Amidala. Amidala, force, 
Force. <laughs> force running. That commentary. Force running. Force running. Force okay. running. Yeah, she's very good. Basically, they're superheroes. Basically, right. I'll take that. I'll tell you that. What's um, their super? What's their super force ability? Okay, pretty much. Is it, what would their like OP force ability be? Um, yeah. Okay, so we've got force running. What about Cad Bane? Lad Bane. Lad Bane. Easy, mate. Force money. Force money. <laughs> um, he's really good with money. <laughs> he loves bags of he's, cash. He's got all the right bonds. <laughs> yeah. Ices for years. What about yeah. uh what about speaking of money? What about greasy money, baby? What about Grease Dritus? Oh, Grease. Um yeah, classic Grease. Loves a force uh, train driving session. <laughs> you have sodium as he's, well. We love salt. He's very good at that. Yeah, loves a bit of salt, force salt. He'll have that, shove that down him. Um yep. Nice train driver. Did, you saw the video I sent you, the guy who's a train enthusiast. Uh, I, I did. Yeah, I was in, I was in Leicester Square. What did Square, you think? And I was like, what have I just watched? You were um, in Leicester Square? In, in the home of the, star, the Rise of Skywalker premiere. Good memories. What did I think? Well, I, 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 I wasn't sure if it was parody or not. Which is why I said, what, what have well, I just watched? Is this real? What everyone has been saying that everyone's been really like even I showed my missus and she was like this can't be really like this early she was like no way is this real where did I send it to was it on was it on WhatsApp yeah what's this guy's name because I want everyone to know and I want everyone to go and watch him ASAP (laughs) yeah because I mean hang on look look I mean props to the fella he's he loves it but I couldn't tell if it was. A parody or not, which is... Is it Francis Francis Bourgeois? Something like that, or Bourgeois, yeah. Bourgeois, yeah, something like that. Go look at him on TikTok or Instagram. Honestly, this guy, he wears, like, a a, a GoPro on his head and records from a very funny angle reacting to trains. (laughs) And my my missus and I can't decide if he's a a, a made-up character or not. He's posted a video recently saying... Like, I'm not a made-up character. It's just my hobby. So, but I get, I relate to that, mate, boy, because you know some people don't get that. You know, I do a Star Wars podcast, so like, I don't get it. No, I I'm hear like, that. What? I'm like, what do you mean? You don't get it? What do you mean? What Star uh, but Wars? Then, is you know, life, yo. no, I, 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 again, I, I wasn't sure if it is real, but if it's not, sweet, keep on, keep on rocking in the free world, brother. But I wasn't sure if it was well, <laughs> parody or not. Long story short, Rio is one of those guys. Right, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> he loves it. Uh, do you Long mean Grease? Grease. Yeah, Grease Man and Bang. Grease is a train enthusiast with a funny GoPro. Um, a couple more then. What about Tarkin? What was Tarkin's force power be? Mm. Force stare down. <laughs> yeah. He's just stare. got that look. He's got that crazy look, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, know. he's got those piercing eyes, hasn't he? He basically gets jobs, um, modelling jobs. Oh, yeah. Oh, that blue steel jobber, yes. Yes, um, big what time. About, um, so, Guerrero. Uh, force air horn. <laughs> <laughs> what will yeah. you become? Um, what will you become? Come, come, come. And it's like an alarm. 
That's it. Yeah. Save the rebellion. Save the dream. 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 That's going to be us, Comic Con. You say save the dream. Um, <laughs> what about Admiral Akbar? Snack bar. Oh, snacky bar. For swimming, obviously. <laughs> He's just really good at aquatics. He's just really good. Felp. Felp, mate. Oh, um, what about Finn? Oh, no, only kidding. Uh, last one. <laughs> General yeah. Hux. Um, force speech, but only in The Force Awakens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, force he's, bad jokes. He's very good at speechcraft yes. in episode seven. I'll, I'll, I'll take good. that. I'll, he, he, he's, he's good. He's very good. I'll take that then, he's my good. friend. So yeah, use the force. That's this week's ad hoc game. No, very good, mate. Thank you. Force <laughs> very running. Good. Very good. The, at the end of the day, force train driving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want to see Padme force running, well, we've put it out there in the world. Greasy money, yeah. force train driving, train spotting. It's out there. Greasy so, money, uh, bye, yeah. bye. Give us a yeah, join in. What, what characters who don't use a force? What would their OP force power be? Why not make a game out of it for all of us? So let us know somewhere in our uh, in our socials, which we're about for, to give you in a minute. Because for sausage roll eating. Oh well, we've already got that, mate. Um, <laughs> for Snoop Bowl to eat the sausage roll. Um, <laughs> that, yes. Well, that what are you going to do? You're going to pin him, pin him against the wall, and I'm going to slap him with it. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course what will happen is we'll meet him we'll, shake, we'll, we'll fist bump because of covid and we'll, we'll have a nice chat that's actually what will happen but uh we'll fist bump because of covid yeah after that we'll be jumping on his back we're going to we're going to like the biggest convention center in europe <laughs> <laughs> it's like, surrounded it's okay. by people it's gonna be thousands of bit oh it's all right we'll fist bump people <laughs> yeah the maskless will be everywhere but no, just, we'll just no, be don't worry we're gonna be we're gonna be shoving sausage rolls down people down no not people's throats just, mark just newbold the respected yeah. star wars commentator yeah he just <laughs> only for the next 12 days <laughs> uh, but that is it then for this episode 133 of star wars sessions but the fun doesn't end there no way no one's ever really gone where can the world find us, Master Blywalker? You can find us at starwarsessions.co.uk. <laughs> search for us on social media. Uh, just search Star Wars Sessions on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. We will be there. Uh, drop us a voice note. We love voice notes or a message to our email. Hello there at starwarsessions.co.uk. Yes, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor FM, anywhere in the galaxy you can find a podcast, you'll find us there. And if you love our show, please consider leaving us a good review on your podcast provider of choice and jump on over to podchaser.com. It's the ever-evolving IMDB for podcasts. It's awesome. Of course, we're on there. So uh, if you do have a spare minute or so, please do drop us a five-star review on any platform of your choice because it really helps us grow. It gets more listeners in, and it gets more interaction with the best fans in the world. So uh, in advance, ta. 
Do it. Do it. That is a Black Adder <laughs> reference. Yes. FYI. Uh, please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your mum. Tell your dad. Tell your mates. Tell your cats. Tell David Miller and tell him, please be kind. Uh, it's nothing personal. <laughs> tell your Ewok. Tell your cousin. The more the merrier. Their castle spicier. Yep bunch of sick heads tell greasy money baby that i have a cunning plan uh tell him this is the podcast you're looking for so until next time from me see ya and from luke may the force be with you always luke luke matthew bell the french hog fawn (laughs) 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 yeah Essex-based podcast heroes... Country Club.